so it is now 2022, happy new year. And we thought we would give you some suggestions for some financial new year's resolutions. Welcome to the Medics Money Podcast. My name is Dr. Tommy Perkins and I'm a GP. And my name is Dr. Ed Cantelow, a GP, but also a chartered accountant and a chartered tax advisor. And yes, you did hear that right. Not only is Ed a doctor, he's also a chartered accountant and a tax advisor. Medics Money empowers doctors and other professionals like you to make better financial decisions. As ever, this podcast is for entertainment only and does not represent any form of financial, legal or accounting advice and tax allowances and rates are subject to change. So, happy new year, mate. Happy new year, my friend. Did you have a good one? Uh, yeah, it was, it was great. Thank you very much. Awesome. Ready for new year. Yeah, 2022 already. So, as we said, we are going to do some financial New Year's resolutions. Uh, before we get into that, uh, there's just a few things that I wanted to mention, mate. Um, so, something pretty cool happened. Uh, somebody is cycling around the world. Uh, I think he's an orthopedic surgeon. Uh, you can see him on Twitter at, at Dr. Underscore Ferguson. So, he's cycling around the world with his partner and he's listening to the Medics Money podcast. I think he just started last week and he's just listening to it all like constantly. Nice. <laughs> that's really cool yeah he's raising money for a charity of which i forget but definitely check out uh, at dr underscore ferguson on twitter uh i am a keen cyclist and personally very jealous about this endeavor um you're not such a keen cyclist nope nope not looking at all but you know hey <laughs> any jealousy nope <laughs> i like they do go around the world though that sounds pretty cool yeah i'm not sure what route he's taking or anything but uh yeah, do you know where he's right now yeah uh miami it was sunny it was hot nice. Yeah, I mean, I've been out on my bike loads, but it's been pitch black and I've been riding in the night um, through the dark uh, and cold. Uh, so, yes, jealous of that one. But check out uh, Dr. Underscore Ferguson on Twitter and um, have a look at the charity as well. Other thing to say is we got another review on iTunes. So Medic384-8583 um, has said, such a helpful podcast for medics. I recommend it to all my colleagues and medic friends. This stuff should be covered in med school. Yeah, I think we'd agree with that. 100% we agree with this. I think it's incredibly rare to get any financial education in med school. I mean, sometimes you get some salespeople to come and sell you some stuff, but they don't really educate you. In fact, it's the opposite of education, really. So, yep, um, we definitely agree with that. And thank you so much for taking your time to leave a review. So we're going to talk about financial uh, New Year's resolutions. I mean, are you big on New Year's resolutions? You got any? So I... Generally, I, I don't really bother with them too much, but I think they can actually, they do have their place and they can be quite useful. So I do have one personally for uh, for this year. And that for me um, is to try and maximize out my um, my ISA allowances. So um, for those of you who um, you may listen to a previous podcast or you may know already anyway, uh, every single taxpayer gets a an ISA annual allowance of £20,000. I don't really have enough money to maximize that, but you know, if I did, that would be amazing. And certainly I want to take as much advantage of the, uh, the benefits of ISIS as I can. That's, that's kind of my goal for this year. Yeah. I was getting great guns. If you're maximizing it, I like it. Um, again, I don't really do, um, new year's resolutions, but I do review my financial plan every year, which is just, you know, my long-term financial goals. So my long-term financial goal is 
to have the option to retire early. Uh, medium term financial goal for us as a family now is I have the option of a sabbatical in a few years. And obviously that's going to require a lot of money. So saving hard to do that. And short term financial goals, uh, there's a few on there, but nothing, you know, I mean, I was going to be building an extension on my house, but then not sure if anyone's uh, experienced the inflation in building rates recently, but I have. And uh, what was once affordable is now longer no affordable. So no building going on here, which is what can you do? Uh, there's definitely worse positions to be in after a pandemic or during a pandemic, should we say? So yeah, I just review my financial plan every year. And I usually do that around the same time that I file my self-assessment tax return, which of course is definitely not 10 to midnight on the 31st of January, right? Because that would just be filing recklessly late. I, I mean, Absolutely. I'm a bit nervous to ask you this question because I think I know the answer. Because obviously I have an accountant that files mine. Ed is an accountant, so files his own self-assessment tax return. Uh, you haven't done it yet, obviously. Uh, no, no, not at all. Um, I usually do around the kind of 29th, 30th of uh, January. So no, not on the last day. You know, that would be foolish, but um, uh, maybe a bit later than most. Do not follow Ed's advice on that. Yeah, definitely don't do that. Do it as well as you can. Yeah. And what I would say as well is that all of the accountants on Medics Money are super busy. So if you need to file for this tax year now, you may have left it dangerously late. I would say so just just be aware of that and definitely don't follow it as example of filing on the last minute unless you can file yourself and then hmm, up to you uh okay shall i start with a suggested new year's resolution Separate. uh so i'm gonna go for spend less than you earn and pay yourself first and it's just occurred to me that I'm, get, I'm feeling a bit of a hypocrite actually because I'm drinking coffee from my new coffee machine which Santa bought me uh, which was ridiculously expensive and now I'm saying spend less than you earn and pay yourself first well well, first of all let's talk about the coffee do you rate it? it's really nice yeah yeah really really good um, okay let's talk about the coffee in a bit <laughs> because yeah spend less than you earn and pay yourself first if somebody had to ask me one tip of to, to re revolutionize your finances, this would be it, okay? And the reason for that is that if you spend less than you earn, this generates a positive cash flow, okay? So at the end of each money, each month, instead of your bank account being empty, uh, you'll hopefully have some small amount of money in there. And you can use that small amount of money to pay down bad debt, that is high interest rate debt, like credit cards. And once you've done that, then you can use that money to invest and grow your wealth. So in order to spend less than you earn, you need to know how much you spend. So do you know right now how much you spend a month on everything? If not, then you need to analyze your bank statement with the same care and attention that you analyze your patient's test results. So get your bank statement, go through it and have a look at it. And I would try and split the spending into discretionary. That is to say items that you don't need, but are nice to have a uh, coffee machine, definitely on that list. <laughs> um, and then non-discretionary. So, you know, your heating bill your, or your energy bill, uh, your car, uh, your mortgage and any other fixed expenses that you have. So break it down like that. And then try to minimize uh, those expenses as much as you can. And you can save a lot of money there. So lots of people are often surprised by the case example in our free ebook, which is, are you spending £139,000 on lunch at work? So if you haven't seen the ebook, have a look at that because it's a story of one uh, doctor who was spending £139,000 uh, a year 
£139,000 on lunch at work. And I'm not sure about you, but I have never had a hospital lunch which was worth £139,000. Never. Yeah, I've said before, sometimes after nights, uh, a strong coffee and a bacon sandwich tastes disproportionately good, but not £139,000 good. So just try to spend consciously on things that make you happy and add value to your life and decrease your wasteful unconscious spending on things that don't add value to your life. So that would be my tip one. I think maybe, should I whip through the example of the £139,000? Yeah, it might be useful. Yeah. Okay, so I think the purpose behind this is that if you need motivation for how small amounts of unnecessary spending add up, then this is it, okay? So it all relies on compound interest. And apparently Einstein described compound interest as the eighth wonder of the world and is definitely the, the first wonder of the financial world. So the example in the ebook is James, who was an ST7 in cardiology and started using Medic's money to transform his financial future. Uh, he was busy preparing for CCT, doing a PhD and job hunting, so didn't have time to make a packed lunch. So he was spending £200 a month in the hospital canteen. So that's roughly £9 a day. Uh, so if James carried on spending that amount, um, you know, they cut that down basically uh, and trimmed it down to just £1.50 a day, okay? So then now, instead of spending £9 a day, they're spending £1.50 a day. I wanted to cut this down to zero, um, but Ed rightly pointed out that everybody needs one coffee a day. So that's, that's key. Definitely. So we, we left it at £1.50. I think that's important to be realistic. Okay, so if if Dr. Walker invested, uh, if sorry, if James uh, invested that money for the rest of his 30-year career, how much would he have saved? So obviously you've done that in your head, which is 166 pounds multiplied by 12 months, multiplied by 30 years. And that leaves you 59,760 pounds, right? But actually it's not right because that's if you did nothing with the money. And Ed's already alluded to this in his new year's resolution of maximizing his stocks and shares ISA for the year. But if you invested that 59,760 pounds and got a very modest rate of return of 5%, so nothing crazy, then after 30 years, you'd have 139,000 pounds. So as I said, I don't like to say never, but I am gonna say I've never had a hospital lunch that was worth 139,000 pounds. And hopefully that's given you some motivation to make some small cuts in your spending and they will get big results over time if you can continue those good habits and spend consciously, not unconsciously. Um, and then the final bit is pay yourself first. And I think pay yourself first is a really devastatingly simple but very effective personal finance tip. So you're probably wondering what it is. And the reason why it's so important is that if you've ever struggled to save money, you're not alone. Once you've paid your bills for the month and that CPD course that you really need to go on and the new phone that you need and then your friend's birthday, it's likely that there's not much left at the end of the month. Definitely all been in that situation. And despite assurances to yourself that next month will be different and better, a similar pattern just keeps on repeating itself. So saving what's left at the end of the month just doesn't work, okay? Instead, pay yourself first, turn saving what's left at the end of the month upside down and lets you pay out your savings goals first and then you spend what's left. So it's super simple. All you need to do is get two bank accounts. When your wages land in the first account, uh, immediately and automatically, so ideally using a standing order, transfer the money that you've allotted to save to a separate savings account. Then you pay your bills for the month, so your non-discretionary bills, I should say, then what's left after that is your discretionary spending budget for the month. And this helped me loads when I was paying my way out of 85,000 pounds worth of debt. 
uh, you know, because you'll learn to live on the reduced budget. And over time, you won't even notice that you're building up a small pile of cash in your savings account. And then you can use that, as I said, to pay down bad debt or invest. So there's so many reasons why this works. Um, but I just think it works really well. I think for me, and I don't know about you, mate, but I don't do well with ultra restrictive budgeting. It feels like a crash weight loss diet that it's just not sustainable. But if you pay yourself first automatically every month, uh, then, you know, I think that does work. And I say you learn to live on a reduced income. Should we talk about the coffee machine? Go for it. I mean, yeah, I'm notoriously frugal um, and the coffee machine. I've put a link to the coffee machine in, in the show notes. Uh, it was ridiculously expensive, but Santa was very generous to me this year. But I think it illustrates a wider point that as doctors, you know, we are well paid and I have met my savings goals for the year and everything. So why not treat yourself occasionally? Okay, but not occasionally, uh, just occasionally. I mean, you know, it's a one-off expense. It's not a recurring expense. I don't have to pay for coffee pods every month like the pod machines. I don't know. I'm trying to justify it to myself. What do you think, buddy? Well, it is a very, very lovely uh, coffee machine. I've tasted the uh, the fruits of it many a time. And it's, uh, yeah, it's very, very nice. Yeah, so, uh, I think it's just one day. I've had about <laughs> eight cups of coffee from it today. So. I've had five shots today. Yeah. <laughs> I don't feel too good for them, actually. Uh, it's also uh, great at making baby chinos for the kids. Make, wait, oh, that's very good. Yeah, yeah, make some baby chino. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, um, <laughs> spend less than you earn. Yeah. Pay yourself first and... Buy yourself a coffee machine if you really love coffee, but otherwise try and save that money. Uh, I think you've got a tip, mate. Uh, yeah, so, um, you know, a lot of this is stuff that people will be familiar with, but, uh, you know, I just wanted to hammer home some suggestions for some New Year's resolutions uh, going forward. Uh, and as you may guess, they all relate to, to tax. Um, and the first New Year's resolution that I would uh, say is, you know, just make sure you're maximizing your deductions for all allowable employment expenses against your employment income. So currently you can claim any allowable expenses that you've incurred uh, from the 6th of April, 2017, all the way up to the, the current date. Um, and for those of you who've listened to our Christmas podcast, um, you know, you'll know that given that you can claim for your GMC fees, Royal College fees, any Royal College exams that are mandatory under a training contract as well as resets, and so on, you know, that can really add up to some really significant uh, expenditure, which you can then claim an income tax deduction on. Um, so please, you know, if you haven't done it, you know, make a news resolution to claim every last pound of allowable expenditure, get those tax bills down. It's super easy to do. You can get a free step-by-step -step guide for doing this on the Medics Money website. Uh, and for those of you who've already made a claim, that's brilliant. Um, you can use your tax code to get tax relief going forward. And again, we have information on this on our website. So it's not a static process. It's not, a, you know, once, once, do it once and that's it. Um, you know, every year you can keep making those claims, okay? Whether that's for the tax code or using our guide. And then a second suggestion for a, a news resolution, you know, and on that subject of, of tax codes, uh, would definitely recommend that you make it a news resolution to keep an eye on your tax code uh, as the year goes on. Um, I won't go into detail on tax codes, um, but most of our listeners will know that as the current personal allowance is £12,570, then the most common tax code should be 1257L, okay? And if you clock that your main payslip has a tax code of D0 or 0T, you're almost certainly going to be overpaying tax. 
Uh, and a tax code of BR, which you may see, B and R, may indicate that you're underpaying tax, which also isn't particularly great either. Um, just wanting some numbers, you know, if you take an example salary of £17,000, then if you have the most common tax code, 1257L, that would give you a tax liability of just over £15,000, um, about £15,400, okay? If you had a 0T tax code instead, um, that would give a tax liability of nearly £18,000, and a tax code of D0 would give you a tax liability of £28,000. So you can see that if you get one of those two tax codes there, you could be significantly overpaying your tax, okay? So just keep an eye out for your tax code, especially, uh, I know it's a long, long way away, we're only in January, um, especially if you change jobs in August or if you start to locum, just keep an eye on your tax codes, okay? Um, because if they're wrong, you could be significantly overpaying tax. You may even be potentially underpaying tax, which would then also uh, not be a good thing either, okay? And finally, another suggest final suggestion for a news resolution, um, which we recommend is to just get into the habit of keeping all your important documents, and that includes all your payslips for the year, your P60s, your P45s, and your total reward statements, if when you get them. Um, they're really important documents, and you'll, you'll thank yourself when you actually do come to need them, okay? So just, just keep them somewhere, save them onto your laptop, just make sure you keep them, okay? You really will thank yourself later on down the line. Yeah, that last tip, it sounds simple and boring and it is both of those things, but it's so important. Like I still have all my payslips from F1 and F2 and amazingly, they still turn out to be useful when some pension figure is incorrect or something, you know, something like that happens. So I think sometimes, you know, the simple things are make the most impact. Yeah, absolutely. Like not buying ridiculously expensive coffee machines. <laughs> That's it, yeah. But, uh, you know, it's... Uh, well, the coffee machine is brilliant, uh, but yeah, yeah, so it's really important to keep keep all these uh, documents and um, make sure you maximise your tax claims, check your tax code. You know, all simple things, um, but things it's so easy. Just uh, you know, we're very busy people; it's so easy not to do them. Uh, but you'll thank yourself if you do. Definitely. Uh, I got one more. Uh, I'm I'm feeling pretty lively, as you may have noticed after five shots of coffee today. So I'm going to say, uh, protect your most valuable assets. Okay. And your most valuable asset is you. Okay. You've worked incredibly hard to become a doctor. And that is a tremendous asset, which will allow you to earn money and hopefully do a job that you enjoy helping making other people better, which is, I can't think of any job that's better than that. As you'll know, um, my and views on this, Ed is still claiming being a doctor is better than being an accountant. And I suppose in the month of January, uh, January is like super busy for accountants, right? Yeah, I mean, it's very busy for doctors as well. Uh, but, but, so yeah, is but yeah, February, March, April, May, June, and July for doctors. Yeah, there's no respite for doctors. But yeah, January is definitely a, a hellish month for, for accountants. Yeah. Okay, so uh, you need to protect your assets. So I don't insure anything that I can afford to replace, okay? I don't insure my phone. I don't insure my laptop. I don't insure my beloved surfboards, which have been getting loads of use recently because of the winter storms. I don't even insure my brand new coffee machine but I do ensure mine and my family's future. And unless you could afford to pay your bills uh, without your income, if you got sick and couldn't work, then you need to consider getting insurance, okay? And obviously if you work 
in the NHS, you may be entitled to some sick pay uh, and definitely get familiar with what your sick pay is. If you're a locum GP or self-employed, then it's most likely that you don't get any sick pay. So there's three main things that you can ensure yourself against. The first is the inability to work due to an accident or illness. And this is usually covered by something called income protection insurance, which would just pay out an income every month for a specified period or until you uh, hopefully were able to, to return back to work. Uh, the second thing is diagnosis of a critical illness like cancer, stroke or heart attack. And that would usually be covered by critical illness. Um, and then the final thing, or not the final thing, but the final thing we're going to talk about today is premature death. Okay. And that is covered by life insurance. And the combination of insurance you need depends on your circumstances and lifestyle and preferences, really. So, for example, a junior doctor with no mortgage and no kids is likely to have very different protection requirements to a 40-year-old consultant with three kids and a massive mortgage. So just have a think about protection. If you Google medics money income protection, we've got an article there which shows you what your typical sick pay is and some tips and tricks for getting the right price for the right price the right policy for the right price. So definitely have a look at that. I'll pop the link in there. And some of you are probably pointing out correctly that if you are a member of the NHS pension scheme, that does come with some ill health retirement and death in service benefits. Okay. Uh, And have a look at those because it's important that you're familiar with them. But I would be really surprised if those benefits are enough to cover, you know, what you need. So just by way of an example, and this is you know not financial advice, you need to run your own numbers. If we take the example of Dr. Shah, a first year consultant with a partner and two kids, so their pensionable NHS salary is £82,000 and 96, £82, £96, okay, and they've been in the NHS for 11 years. So their sick pay entitlement would be six months full pay, six months half pay, okay, pretty good. But after that, nothing. Uh, If they were to die deaf in service, then they would get a lump sum of approximately £164,000. And depending on which section of the pension scheme they're in, they could also get a dependents uh, pension. And if they have any kids, which I just said they did, they could also get that. So it's complicated. And for that reason, you either need to run the numbers yourself and be very sure, or get the advice from an independent and that is key independent not restricted financial advisor and obviously you know by now we have those on medics money so hopefully that's given you some food for thought and some new year's uh, financial resolutions and i hope that uh, that does help and we are i forgot our main financial new year resolution which is just to keep doing this podcast uh, every tuesday we haven't missed an episode yet even in the middle of the pandemic when some really 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 bad stuff happened we didn't miss the episode. So that's my new organization podcast every Tuesday for next year. Sounds good to me. Let's keep going. Well, we just love doing it and we love getting your feedback. We love uh, getting your reviews. And if you could leave us a review, that would be super helpful. And if you've got any suggestions or you want to come on the podcast, let us know. And coming up in the next month, we've got some listeners questions that have just sent us a voice memo to team at medicsmoney.co.uk. So send us a voice memo. We love to hear your voice. Uh, We're kind of sick of our own voices and uh, let's do it. Uh, right, time for another coffee? Yeah, let's go. The more the merrier. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the electrophysiologist uh, in Chichester is excellent. So they will be able to sort out any arrhythmias that result from half yeah. s- six shot of coffee. I've, had more than, I've had more than six shots. You have? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm repentant. <laughs> okay, thank you so much for listening. Yeah, and catch up with you on the next episode, which will be, as ever, released next Tuesday. Take care.